Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. We are the weekly Sunday edition or segment of the Miel Meow Show, and we are here with you every Sunday at noon p.m. PST. That always sounds like a disease. PST. I have PST. Um, Pacific Standard Time. And um, so we're here today for you. We always bring you everything, every time for everybody. And, you know, this is one of my favorite segments that we do on the show because, you know, we like to talk to everybody about everything. But since I am a little partial to music, um, I love to do my uh, segment beyond the music where we get a chance to talk to some artists out there about what they've, you know, currently got going on in the music realm, but also dig a little deeper. You know, I put on my Oprah hat and I dig a little deep. Don't you? Th- I, I, I think I do that. Kenny's my um, producer here and he tries to make sure I stay on my toes and, and, and ask the hard questions. Right, Kenny? Because you want to know some of the dirt, right? Yes, correct. He, he always, he always, I think you're always shocked that I ask you questions, huh? No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of rare. <laughs> you know, I try and get you included in that. But, um, so I've got a wonderful des- a guest today, um, someone who I personally do know and have enjoyed his music over, um, oh, actually since his time on American Idol. So I've, I've known him for quite some time and, um, Uh, He's got some new stuff out there. And before I actually introduce him to you, what we're going to do is we're going to play his latest single, which just dropped a couple of weeks ago and is doing quite well. And the video is doing wonderfully on YouTube. And the name of the song is Beautiful. Stars are in the sky and they're starting to align. I see it passing by and we're slowing down the time. Now my love is flashing by. All I see is flashing lights. Cause you're right here by my side. Can you feel it come alive? If this were a love song, would you be mine? Cause I just can't get you off of my mind. And I think about you all day and night. So I wrote you a love song, won't you a
fall So damn incredible, so unforgettable Yes, I think you're beautiful That was beautiful by our wonderful guest today here on It's Everything. That was by David Hernandez, and I think we do have him on the phone. Hi, David. Hi, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. It's been a long time. I haven't seen you up in San Francisco in a little bit. I know. I forgot that we had met face-to-face, and then I went to go dial the number in the email, and it came up, and my phone is already saved. So I like, <laughs> did, I, did I meet this person on Tinder? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you came, you came up here to do... Of course, I, I've known you on Facebook and stuff for a little while, but you came up here to do the show with Brian Kent um, a while yeah, ago. Yeah, a beatbox. Yes, right. and that's where we I'm met, because I... Right, so... Um, that's where we had our face-to-face meeting at that time. So I guess at that time we probably exchanged numbers, you know, doing that thing and everything. Oh, but... well, well, you know, and I'm a hoe anyway, so I'm always like, here, <laughs> plug your number in. Um, but uh, I love Brian Kent for bringing us together. Yeah, awesome. yeah, he's so wonderful sure. and doing great. But we're here to talk about you, oh, um, okay. and, and we played your, your current single, which was dropped in the middle of August. And it seems to be doing, yeah. I know the video is very empowering and very wonderful to visually look at. But I think what Thank I was you. the most shocked about, um, knowing that you are a songwriter and have listened to uh, many of the stuff that you have put out, you know, on Facebook and in your EP and whatnot, that you didn't write this song. Correct, yeah. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I actually, a, a good song is a good song. And when I first heard it, I was actually going through a really rough time, kind of just internally like just feeling like not so cute you know how we all have those Mm -hmm. moments where we're like today is not a good day for me jesus please make me a sense so i can ward out all the spirits but (laughs) um (laughs) but when i heard it and i went in the studio it was actually like a therapy session for me because i didn't think about it like a quintessential love song i actually just saw in my mind different races religions sexual orientations i mean like disabilities ageism everything all these things were kind of going through my mind like God, like if we all just reaffirmed ourselves with a message like this, how much better would the world be? And I know that might sound cliche to some people, but it's really the truth. Like, you know, mm-hmm. positive messages that reaffirm you, you know, they change your way of thinking on a daily basis. So it was one of those situations where like, I don't care if I didn't write the damn thing, I want to sing it. And I yeah. think at the end of the day, I changed like one word or something, and but I wasn't going to take credit for that. I'm like, you guys, you wrote it, your heart and soul, I just want to pour mine into it and see yeah. what happens. The videos are like 31,000 views already in less than two weeks, and it's still climbing and everything. So I'm that's the first time I heard it on the radio, so thank you. Oh, okay. oh we kind of <laughs> cute doing that. No, but you know, that's really yeah. interesting that you say that, because I think that we, particularly now than ever, 
you know, we are definitely a visual society. And it's yeah. kind of interesting because, you know, I've seen so many um, songs, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well, that are very good songs. You listen to them, these are great. And they may not do extremely well, you know what I mean, as far as um, in the marketplace. They're not doing extremely well. But as soon as that video comes out, you know yeah. what I mean? As soon as that video comes out, it's amazing at how it turns a song around as far as the popularity. People sometimes need to be able to see themselves in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know? And that I think of, your body of work matters. Yeah, and your video yeah. does that because it does kind of change kind of maybe what the lyrically it was meant intended to mean when the writers wrote it. Um, because your visuals do speak to exactly what you mentioned, you know, and you stated as far as uh, accepting ourselves in our variety that we come. Absolutely. And I think, well, cause there's a, you know, there's a lot of self shaming and a lot of crazy stuff going on. And I grew up in like a kind of a broken home and, was like I was always doing the custody battle thing with my parents, so there was a lot of like unstable ground, mm-hmm. and I think that that translated into me feeling insecure as an adult, even to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it just happens subconsciously, whether you like it or not. But I think that's where I come in as an artist, and I take whatever, like, say that, say for example, "Beautiful" was written by other people, but as an artist, I interpret it the way I interpret it, right. and then put out a video the way that I see it, and that's when things kind of transform and like kind of take on a life of its own because I didn't really I honestly didn't intend for this to be such a great like hit and video and people would respond to it the way like I've gotten nothing but love I think out of 31,000 views there's maybe one bad comment on the YouTube that doesn't mean y'all can go on and start adding bad comments (laughs) but like but um but that's just it's an assessment to um you know what people are feeling right now is like they need love and positivity and I'm willing to give that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, the video, the video doesn't really like initially people were like, well, you should do like this really cool love video where it's like a guy and a girl. And I was like, well, first of all, no, because that's not me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then second of all, like, let's just step outside the box for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I kind of like that it's more inclusive of, of more than just that one story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because, again, I think people want to see themselves in it, and you've made it at least possible for a good portion of different types of people to see themselves in this in this video. And so that's, you know, inc- including one with some physical challenges and all of that kind of stuff. So that's, like, so empowering to so many people. And this video was done by um, Black Eyed Peas um, Prince Board, right? Yeah, it was done. It was uh, directed by Prince Board of the Black Eyed Peas and also by the Atlantis Brothers, which are an up and coming film company. They're shooting a crazy amount of videos right now. So we were able to literally when I had finished the song and I sent it to Prince, he was like, hey, let's shoot the video next week. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. I, thought, I thought things like this take more planning. And he's like, you're never going to ever have enough time to do anything. So just let's just do it. And I'm like, OK, cool. And literally everybody volunteered. They showed up for 15 hour shoots. Mm-hmm. for the 15 hour shoot and it was just a really cool like um, they all came to the release party and it's just dope how they all donated their time because they knew what the message was what we we're trying to do mm-hmm. like real live couples came yeah, like, the yeah. couple that you see and then also the two dancers like they've been together for years and it was just cool for them to open themselves up be vulnerable like that and show their love on camera because right. that's kind of 
that could be nerve wracking. I mean, you won't catch me on film doing nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, don't let me like, don't let me dig now because I would <laughs> don't let me find don't let me find that video. <laughs> you know, at this point, at this point in the game, it would only help and not. Hurt. All right, but I'm sure that there's some crazy exes out there that I'm sure have some videos. No, I won't name any names, but. But, you know, we have attorneys for that. But no. But <laughs> well, but, you know, yeah, I think a lot of, you know, uh, one thing that I, you know, mentioned at the top of the show, which um, I, I don't know if you were uh, listening in or not, but is th- that you are, you know, an American Idol alum. And now that that yeah. show is no longer on. Gosh, and, you know, you've, right. been, you've made history. You're a part of that group that that group that n- no longer anyone can be a part of anymore. That's Isn't kinda, that cool? It is kind of cool. I kind of like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like high school, but not as mean. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there were some shady bitches in high school that I... I oh, there were some shady know. bitches on that show. Don't be... T- <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's definitely people that I didn't get along with. But okay. We'll, but I'm not going to mention their names. Look at you. See, I, I got to put on my Oprah cap and bring some, of you, <laughs> bring some of that out in you in a little bit. But I just think it's interesting that, you know, there are so many people that we are, that we know um, from American Idol. And of course, you're, you're one of them. And we followed their careers. Yeah. And your career may have diverted a little bit before getting back on track, which I think Beautiful is going to do for you. Um, yeah, but we're going to talk a little bit more about those early days. I'm going to take a little yeah. bit of a commercial break and you know because um bb gotta pay some bills and so i'm gonna break for a little bit and when we come back we're going to uh listen to some more music and talk a little further with david hernandez we'll be right back You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. 
the kids, she go mom 16, we was more like friends. It was hard maintenance, and at times, it was hard paying rent. I always wanted what them other kids had, new clothes, toys, or even a dad. But if ever I was given a chance, I wouldn't make anything different. Because I am who I am, trying to do the best I can, and that's the same for me. Without a hustle So whenever I'm feeling down I thank God that I'm still around And that's the same old me And that's who I'll always be Because I am who I am Trying to do the best I can And that's the same old me Everything that I've been through Has made me stronger Yes, I know it's true Life can be so demanding No, I want to throw a hand in I know I've come so far From where I once started Every day is a winding road Because I Best I can, and that's the same for me. Same for me, and that's who I'll always be because I ain't grown up not to reach the kids. Single mom, sixteen, we was the best more I like can, and that's the same for me. Broken home, always tearing me down. I started to sing so I could black it all out. That's I Am Who I Am by our guest, David Hernandez. I want to welcome you guys all back from the commercial break and that song. David, I have yeah. to tell you, that is my favorite. I, I love that song. And I really, Greg, because that's about four years ago. Well, I, that was the first song I ever wrote, period. Uh-huh. I wrote it when I was. 21. I had just signed to Universal Records, and I was recording a lot of the music that I hated. Um, and mm-hmm. so I wrote that after a really frustrating day in the studio. I came. It was like four o'clock in the morning. I may or may not had a couple of glasses of wine, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and went in my laundry room because I had roommates at the time. So I went in my laundry room and I wrote that whole song in like seven minutes. Wow. I was, like, I was like, let me just because I was talking about like stuff that I couldn't really relate to in these other records. And right. Like, I'm not really feeling this. So let me write from the heart so and this was but this was on your it's the name of it it's the title track on your ep and uh and that's where i really you know 
picked it up or you know picked you know got a hold of it or heard it or something i can't remember but that's when i first like oh my god who is this david hernandez guy and then i remember oh my god he was on on american idol and then i really started you know kind of like chiming in on it but it just says everything like you talking about songs that are written by songwriters and they are personal and beautiful seems like it could have been written by you um but this is really your story that is your story it is my story, and I really feel like I'm gonna. I'm, I want to put it on my upcoming album and just have have it just freshened up a little bit because it's just so perfect. And have I you a choir? Go. You need to get a choir, honey. You need to you get know. a choir, okay? <laughs> like a children's choir. And to get back there. Oh, that would be so cute. That would be so. I, I've I've had that idea for years, and I just haven't. Done oh, it. now that you just. Now that you just co-signed that idea, I feel like it needs to happen. Oh, can I'm here. I'm listening to that. It's just so good. And and Kenny, see, that's why I love having Kenny in here because he's like, you know, a third of my age, and so I sometimes lose touch with the, you know, the young folk going out there. But I look at Kenny whenever we're playing music, and when he's bobbing, when his head's bobbing, and you know, trying to, then you know it's probably got a good groove. And so he was feeling it. Kenny's only like 22, 23. 23. He, he was feeling it. He was feeling the song. So I'm saying. Is he, is he, is he trying to break you out of your Barbara, Barbara Streisand box? Well, I never like was that. in Barbara's box, oh, but okay. girl. <laughs> but no, I really like, and I, and, and you know, you know, it tells, like I said, it does, it tells your story. And one thing that I wanted to, to was going to ask you, you actually kind of answer in this song is that how you actually, what drove you to doing music? And you answer that question mm-hmm. In, in the song about, you know, trying to trying to uh, shut out all that other stuff going on in your life, you know, custody battles and, you know, everything yeah. else economically going on in your, and you just gravitated to music and just started writing and started singing and all that kind of good stuff. Is that, is that kind of what helped you survive being oh who you God. are and getting you through, you know, you grew up in Phoenix, right? And um, I grew up in Phoenix, yeah. I grew up in Phoenix, Mexican-American, traditional family. And then my mom, you know, she she is um, Caucasian and, and she we, she's Christian and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But my mom, she just let my like freak flag fly. You know, she was just like, do whatever you want to do. You want to be a bumblebee for Halloween, cool. But mm-hmm. then when I when I moved with my dad, it was just a little different because you're in more of like sort of a machismo sort of environment, and it's difficult when you have a brother who's your same age, which is my stepbrother, who excels at like sports and all those things that define a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had me who just wanted to like you know, sing and be an actor and choir and stuff like that. So music literally has completely saved my life. You know, like maybe four years ago, I went through a really, really bad time mm-hmm. with a breakup and I was drinking a lot and I was hanging out with the wrong crowd here in LA. And my dad had to come, had to come through and boot me up and I had to go back to Arizona for a few months because I really was starting to kind of lose myself. But when I, like my dad was like, well, what will make you feel better at this point? And I was like, I need to be in the studio writing. And literally I got in the studio three months later and I had wrote never did what you guys haven't heard. Um, which is a great like cathartic song for me and stuff. So anyway, to go back to your question, music has just literally without a doubt, uh, completely saved my life for sure. And, and that's what always bothers me when I, um, look back at, at the education system, because when I was growing up in school, you know, we had all those things, um, in public school systems to, to, you know, gravitate to playing instruments. I, I would have never, learned how to play three different instruments had I not 
had that exposure in public right. school and you know and and even though my family was a singing family i would have never been able to learn how to read music you know all that kind of stuff if i yeah. had not had this access or even going to plays and going to theater all that stuff for me came from my the access that my public school gave me because i'm yeah, not from a family of wealth We're constantly fighting right for that. and then and now that's the you go to these schools now, they don't have that stuff. That's the first thing to go. They don't have any, even though studies have shown that students excel in their other work when they have uh, the ability to partake in music and, and the yeah. arts. They excel in math and they excel in sciences when they participate in music yeah. and the arts. And, and so it's kind of weird how you could do away with that. It's just kind of funny. But, and, it's sad. It's sad. You have to keep fighting for it. Right. You know, it's, the first, it's the first thing to go because people don't see like tangible results with it. But really, it's, you know, it's a spiritual, emotional connection that you have. And it, and it really is cathartic. Like it helps. Even if you're not good at it, it still helps you, you know? Yeah, and I, and I think, like you said, because, but even students who are ridiculed for other things, like, you know, the way they look, uh, whether, you know, whether they people think they're gay or not, or what have you, music sometimes, or the arts in general, gives them uh, something that they can do and make their own, and it doesn't really matter if they're good or not at it. Do you know what I yeah, mean? It's absolutely. like you don't really have to be good at playing the violin to find enjoyment in it. Absolutely. You I know. completely, completely. I am terrible at piano. But for some reason, when I sit down and, and start playing the keys, even if it sounds like complete crap, it still feels like a good little moment for me. I had yeah. a good time. <laughs> now, when you first got off of um, American Idol, is that when you did the climb? Uh, uh, it wasn't when I first got up. I think that was in 2011. Uh, Life to Check was on tour with me and a company called Ballroom with a Twist, uh -huh. which was basically a bunch of ballroom dancers, and then me and Gina Glockson were the two lead singers on the show. She was also season six of American Idol. Mm -hmm. So Evan came in as like a featured guest to host the show and also to dance, and he came to me maybe a few weeks into him touring with us and was like, hey, I'm going to go on tour with, um, I think it was like Snapple or Smuckers or something like that. Um, that they were sponsoring the tour and they wanted him to dance to, or to skate to the climb. And so he, he literally paid for the studio time. We went in, we recorded it, and then he danced to that all summer. Yeah. Skated, skated to skated, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, 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 yeah, dance, dance skate, yeah. What, what, and I love that song too. And it's kind of, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting because uh, I, I think we're going to play another one of your songs that's a little more upbeat, but you are somewhat of a, a more of a smooth balladeery type of singer. Is that a, 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 a... Yeah, like I grew up on like a lot of, I love, I love ballads. I love acoustic sessions. Well, I know Peebo Bryson is a, is a, you're a fan of his and you know, oh my God. people can, people can croon a song, honey. He can croon. I'm going <laughs> into the, uh, I'm going into film a few videos today of, of my EP that I'm working, my album that I'm working on actually, um, uh, today I'm, I'm going to go shoot the videos for it. And it's just me, acoustic guitar and three background vocalists. Oh, wow. Um, I, I love just intimate moments like that. They're great. You can really hear an artist's true talent and also the emotions 
yeah stronger when you take away all the production right so yeah but well well, we're going to listen to the climb and and we're going to go back to um more commercial and then i'll let you finish up on that and we're going to play one of your songs acoustic that i found um of a version of yours so we'll we'll kind of pick up on that um too but right now this is the climb by david hernandez and then we'll go right into a commercial thank you I can almost see it, that dream I'm dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaking, but I, I gotta keep trying. I gotta keep my head held high There's always gonna be another mountain I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose Ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the climb The struggles I'm facing The chances I'm taking Sometimes might knock me down But no, I'm not breaking I may not know it These are the moments I'm gonna remember most just gotta keep going and I, I got to be strong, just keep pushing on, it's always gonna be another mountain, I'm always gonna wanna make it move, always gonna be an uphill battle, sometimes I'm gonna Yeah. 
The spotlight on success and achievement goes to LGBTQI members of the Bay Area who have demonstrated an incredible amount of success. We're very proud to announce that this month's spotlight on success and achievement is Rick Welts. Well, it's been an unbelievable stretch of time, obviously. Uh, everything the Warriors have gone through this season, really a magical season that ended in a championship. Uh, and now to, to top it off a week later with the opportunity to participate in the Pride Parade in San Francisco, it's, uh, it's a pretty wonderful time. You know, it's been a journey, right? We're all on our own personal journeys, and uh, the last four years has been a remarkable part of my life, but it, it's definitely a part of my life. Uh, you know, the decisions I made four years ago to come out in the way that I did, obviously, you know, I had decided I was signing up for something going forward and being part of the discussion, uh, and, you know, I welcome that. And this is, uh, you know, for me, a real honor to, to be participating in this way, and. I guess in, in some ways it, it will be a demonstration of how far professional sports has come in, in a very short period of time, uh, not as far as our society has come, so I think we have a lot to celebrate. Wow, I, I don't think I have any secrets. I don't think I'm that mysterious. You know, I've got a uh, pretty simple life. I like pretty simple things. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a great partner. His name's Todd Gage. Uh, he has two wonderful children, a 14-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy. I, I uh, got off the parade route, got into a car with them, we drove to Lake Tahoe and I got to watch 14-year-old girls play four soccer games over the course of the weekend and then drive back to the Bay Area. So, so that's my idea of an exciting weekend, you know, spending it with the kids and my partner and getting to do, you know, the most basic things that any family would get to do. Spotlight on success and achievement presented by Wells Fargo. Together we'll go far. Well, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for staying with us. You know, I so in, enjoy that you guys are still on there listening to what we have here on the show. This is It's Everything with me, B.B. Sweetbriar. And prior to the break there, we uh, were listening to The Climb by our guest today, David Hernandez. And David, that... Um, that song um, also seems to be pretty, I mean, it talks about basically, I always say too, it's not the destination, but the journey. And that, that song yeah. kind of talks about that. That's so true though. I mean, I know people sometimes might think that's cliche, but like literally once you get to the destination that you were trying to achieve, it's just, you realize like it wasn't as fun as like trying to get there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. step of the way is like, it's really cool to, to, to grow and, in a lot of ways, I'm thankful that I didn't win American Idol or I didn't make it as far as I, you know, initially had anticipated because I've learned a lot as a person and I've grown so much and I appreciate, you know, things that are that happen in my career so much more than if it was than I think that if I were to just have it handed to me. Well, sure. and and bringing that up about um, um, American Idol and you are not the first. Um, you know, gay contestant on the show, but you yeah. weren't you weren't open at that time on the show no you know i hadn't i was only 20 i had just turned 24 and i wasn't really comfortable with myself and my parents didn't know anything and mm -hmm. um i actually had a, a boyfriend at the time and i was had been hiding that for like two years which is exhausting mm -hmm. um well, but yeah I, I wasn't really and so when all that stuff broke with the story about me being a stripper and which was never a secret for american idol they had all that was closed but when that story kind of dropped it was it was hurtful because my dad had no idea 
And, you know, people just didn't, I wasn't really willing to share that. You know, I, I really would have liked to share that on my own terms. Yeah, that, that's a problem with some of those things on those shows is because, unfortunately, it, it sometimes does, it does put people in a, you know, a situation of having to make decisions about something that they may not be ready to make, whether that be to come out or whatever. It kind of forces yeah. your hand a little bit and, yeah. and not playing it on, like you said, on your own terms. And do you think, though, that had, I know hindsight, you know, is, it could be, you know, magical if we all had it, but had you won or, you know, gotten further in the comp, I mean, you finished 12th, which is amazing. Um, but, you know, had you been in the top, you know, five or something like that, do you think it would have even been more uh, of, of, of more, I think, to to uh, a pressure to hide it than to actually be forced to come out? Do you think that would have well, been even more of a pressure? Yeah, I think so, because the more and more visibility you get mm -hmm. at that at that point, I was sort of living more of a lie mm -hmm. so to maintain that lie for you know several years to come you know in ways i'm really grateful that i kind of lost some visibility for a number of years and i was just on tour i was still doing music for a living but i wasn't in the public eye mm -hmm. because i was able to make mistakes and like i told you when i was drinking a lot yeah. and like losing myself a little bit i was able to do that without having a lens in my face and i was able to come to terms with like my sexuality and like who i am and be proud of that and stuff so I didn't have to do that in front of the cameras, which right. is why I feel for a lot of people that, you know, literally they look like hot messes in front of the camera because, I mean, but we're all human. We all go through those hot mess moments. Right. We have a lens in our face. So, yeah, in a lot of ways, I think if I had made it further at that point in my life, it would have been a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's weird how things all happen for a reason, you know? Like, God puts, you know, puts you in certain places in your life, so there's always a lesson to be learned, always. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. Now, you did put out an EP, and I I may have had the time frame wrong. Was that four, six, I don't even know where I'm at on, on this time. Two thousand and like the 12. beginning of 2012. Yeah, yeah. okay, so I was right, four years ago. And, um, and it contained, you know, again, um, the title track that we played already, I Am Who I Am, and, and, and a few other cuts on there and there is one on there that was a little I thought a little different than what I was accustomed to hearing uh, from you and that was you know WTF yeah you know yeah. because that I was kind of like Black throwing Jesus. that was Nicki Minaj type <laughs> we, tried, we tried to get Nicki Minaj on it actually because uh, that was produced by Prince Ford as well uh -huh. to get Nicki Minaj on it but she wanted $300,000 for 16 bars and we were like well we're not really there right now. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, see, see, I already, I could even call it. Did you ever yeah, tell you them? I was like, this was a, this was a Nicki Minaj joint right here. Okay, I could hear her in the background. But she that had Roman in there. But this was a little different from, you know, we were talking about you being a crooner and a balladeer and, and that type of stuff. And this one was totally, it, it was a little street, you know, and you yeah. didn't, you didn't shy away from the, you know, from saying the word fuck or anything like that. So I thought that was kind of, kind of cute. Um, did well, you, did you write that song itself? I did. Okay. I did write that song. And we, I released that last summer without any sort of promo or any publicity or anything. Like, I just released it and put it out there for fans. But I, you know, I don't know. I have grown up since I was 24 years yeah. old. So my content has shifted a lot. <laughs> and I want to talk about grown folk things sometimes. And that was like, Hey, I'm in the club. I'm feeling you. And like, what the are you doing to me? Yeah. Kind of like, you know, so it was, it was definitely a deviation from I am who I am and all that kind of stuff. All that stuff still exists inside me. I feel like as an artist, we get put into these boxes and stuff and 
like I told my team at the time, they were like, well, this is kind of different. I'm like, well, that's the whole fucking point. Like, can I even cuss on this radio station? I don't even uh, know. Well, you've, I, we've, you've, we've already done that, so it's kind of <laughs> too late sorry, to ask. But <laughs> I watch my mouth. But, no, you um, can. You can do whatever you want to. Okay. Okay. Cool. I love. I love this radio show. I don't. Anyway, I so. don't mess with that kind of stuff. If you censor me, honey, I ain't a part of it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you think. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was just different. It was different, and I wanted it to be different. And and I like you know I feel like times have changed so much since ten years ago that um I feel like you could just be more authentically yourself than ever. So it's I, it's really weird that you say that because you speak as if you are. 50, like you're my age, unfortunately, you're, unfortunately for you, you're not, but you know, you're only, you're, you're barely in your thirties and you're, you're like, Oh God, you know, things have changed since 10 years and you're still wet behind the years. And so I I hope that part of your journey is, is telling you that because somewhere when I've read, you know, some of the background story and stuff, it seems like you may have gotten lost in the fact that American Idol happened in 2008 and here we are at 2016 and something didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen in those eight years. Well, I, th- I think that, um, that, mu- that would have been true for David four or five years ago, okay. but the last four years, uh, American Idol is one part of who I am as a person. Being gay is part of one, is, you know, part of who I am as a person, but I don't think I'm lost in the idea that you have to be 24, 25 to be successful. There's a lot of people okay. that are well into their 30s that are selling records that are amazing and that still look like 24 years old or whatever. Thank you. Thank um, you so much yeah. for saying that. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I, I think, you know, huge transition between 24 and 33 years old. So mm-hmm. a lot a lot has changed, but I do believe, I mean, I've, I'm living proof that you can still make music and make a living and still be yourself and and all that stuff. But yeah. I do still pay homage to American Idol because they are really the ones that gave me my first break after my shitty record deal. So, Well, and, 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 there's, and there's been so many um, templates of that, you know, um, since then, you know, The Voice and then X Factor um, yeah. have come off on those too. And, and I really like some of the other shows versus, you know, I guess the ones when they are the offshoots or they're the emulation of, they can improve upon something that they've, you know, they're copying, I guess. But, um, yeah. uh, and it seems like those other shows seem to be flourishing, of course, and American Idol is no longer on the air after this season. But, um, yeah. uh, uh, but it's kind of neat to see that that's because it all started. We can't forget uh, Star Search because that's where it all really started. Seriously. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it broke a lot of a lot of yes. Today. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, you know, Britney was on there. Um, Tina Aguilera. Um, um, Beyonce was on there. Um, yeah. I mean, we could go on and on with some of our big stars out there who were on Star Search as children. They were kids. Justin Timberlake was on there. It's amazing uh-huh. how that is. So anyway, but I found, we were talking about uh, What the Fuck or WTF, and I mm-hmm. found your version that you did acoustic with uh, just a guitar, and you were singing. Yeah. And, and the reason why I wanted to bring, as you mentioned, is like when you do strip it down, you can really hear, you know, the harmonies and the melodies and all that kind of stuff in your voice. Um, and so we're going to play that. You want to hear that? Yeah. You want to listen with that, with that, with, I, with us? I guess I'll, I, I guess I can listen. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> Here is uh, WTA 
TF, excuse me, by David Hernandez. And this is the acoustic version. Um, you can find it on uh, YouTube, but it's also a part of his EP, uh, I Am Who I Am. Let me ask you What's your name and where you're from Something's telling me you're bad news But you can't undo what you've done You got a hold on me, baby And it's taking control You got my whole mind slipping away So let me ask you Taking over, I can't even focus on what it is I'm trying to say. What, what, what you do to me, do to me, do to me? Tell me what you do to me, do to me, do to me. What, what, what you do to me, do to me, do to me? Tell me what you do to me, do to me, do to me. Tell me what, what, what you do, 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 do. Tell me what, what, what you do, 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 do. What you do? We're done. My bad. Beats and produce. Yeah. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at progressivevoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. Okay, and we're back, and we are now entering our last few minutes of this segment. A show which is um, 
Labor, I didn't even mention to people this Labor Day weekend. I, I guess, you know, why mention it when you're living it, you know, but it is Labor Day weekend. And so I hope everybody is getting ready for some wonderful, tasty um, barbecue and, you know, ham and all that good stuff that you do on Labor Day weekend. I, you know, I hope you're in a location where the weather is conducive for that. But we've been sharing our hour with uh, the one and only David Hernandez and listening to some of his music, including his most recent release, um, single called Beautiful, uh, been out uh, for a couple of weeks now and uh, doing quite well. It's a beautiful tune. It is available on iTunes. Just look up David Hernandez and look it up for Beautiful. And it has an even more um, impactful type of uh, video on YouTube that you definitely need to take a look out. Now, Beautiful is, David, um, kind of your first release over the past four years since your ep yeah yeah it really is the, the first major release that i've had with the video and everything because you know i released wtf last summer and it was fun i just kind of did it for my core group of fans but this has been released worldwide and it has a video and it has you know yeah. i just did an interview with billboard magazine and out magazine and it's just been like a whole kind of a game changer for me and i'm so appreciative and thankful to everybody that's clicked on it and bought it and it's just it's 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 one. It's my baby. So I'm. I'm. It, I'm finally back, and I hope that um, people will support it, love it. As well, much as I do. Well, then I guess the question is, is like, um, you know, you you were saying, you know, if you if you segment your life into two four year periods after, um, after American Idol, that this last four years has definitely been um, a change for you. Um, yeah. You know, a life. Sure. Yeah, yeah, a life affirming type of change for you. And so now that Beautiful's released, and it definitely is making a statement um, uh, for you as a person. I think this is a, a very statement type of song for you. And yeah. what, where do you see what what's kind of next on your timeline if you have one, or what do you where do you want to be next um, for you after the single release? Well, I'm back in the studio on Friday with the same producer, Mark Grilliot, who produced Beautiful, and we're going to start working on the next single. And um, I already have, you know, a, a lot of stuff that I've recorded in the last four years that may or may not make it onto the album. But I think what I want to do is kind of just work on a single basis where, you know, let's mm-hmm. just see how beautiful it does. And then let's drop another single music video and see how that does and, and just see really what the fans and what everybody kind of want what they want from me. And, and you know, we'll see what the message boards say, because I'm leaning towards an EP, which is a shorter version of an album. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, if there's a demand for it, I don't mind putting out a whole body of work. It's just a matter of what people want yeah people have such a um, you know buying habits have definitely changed over that 10 year yeah. period we were talking about and and you know people are definitely uh, more single oriented and you do see more if anyone is going to put out a collection of uh, music it is you know i've seen more and more particular independent artists uh yeah. putting out eps um as opposed to uh you know full full albums and you know people out there don't realize honey all that stuff ain't cheap so you know, <laughs> you know and it's, yeah it's not especially if you don't have a label and you're doing it independently mm-hmm. you, you know you're doing it independently so yeah that's all but you know if like i said if if people are buying a single and i'm able to finance my own album or get you know some investors behind me i'm definitely willing to put out a body of work because I, I love that i love like the michael jackson days when you got full like 18 track albums you know, uh-huh. and, and and Beyonce is the same way. She puts out a whole body of work in a visual album. I think it's so dope, and it's such a thing that we've lost over the years. 
but we'll just see what happens. Well, you know what I like, and you mentioned two of my favorite as far as how how they put out their albums because I know Michael's belief was that he believed every song that he put out on the album was worthy of being a hit record. So he ne- yeah. he didn't believe in fillers. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, I got five good ones, and I'll just throw in some of these five ones that I hummed in the shower like yesterday. Right. You know, um, on there. And Beyonce kind of has that same work ethic. You know, there's, you know, yeah. she, you know, which is why I think what the whole visual album is all about is because she connects with every song. And so if I believe in this, it's going to be on, you know, on the album. If I don't, it's not. And um right. and. So you seem to be that kind of you put so much into the writing of uh, of your songs or the selection of someone else's material. You put so much into that that I yeah. can see you whatever you're putting out. You know the, your EP that I listened to it. Every song was good on it. So um, I, I can see that being kind of something that you live by when you put out an album. Well, yeah. I mean, I want to be able to to stand behind everything ten years from now and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I still feel. I still love that song and I still stand behind it. I don't want to put out, because I did that for a number of years when I was with Universal as I recorded music that wasn't really true to who I am and thank God it's not out there <laughs> because I would be very embarrassed. But um, but yeah, like I've learned my lesson from, you know, I've learned how to say no. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like you are accountable for your right. own stuff. No matter how many you're like, oh, well, my manager, my label said, no, right. like, you, have, you are, you can say no. And yeah, there's consequences in saying no, but I mean, it's better than looking back and being like, oh, my God, did I yeah. really sing about that? But yeah. So how, how's the touring and, you know, performance schedule looking for you these days? It's filling up right now. We're doing a lot of showcases mm-hmm. to kind of showcase the new, the new song and then the EP that is being created right now. So there's a lot of acoustic sessions happening. And, and then I have a few shows in October lined up, one in Hawaii, and then we have a couple here in New York and in L.A. So we're just we're just trucking along. I mean, the single literally just came out a little less than two weeks ago. So when people start to catch on, it takes a minute for right. like you know bookers and stuff like that to to arrange the shows. Plus, we're headed into kind of a slower season. Mm-hmm. But um, but fingers crossed though. I think I think it's going well so well, far. Well, maybe it's the time for you to um put out your um you know since this is going in the fall, we we, we can re uh, do your Christmas um EP that you put out because you had a little hey. Christmas EP out. For a bit. I did. Yeah. I, did. I could just do a whole another like slew of Christmas. Well, yeah, you know, keep things, get, that keeps things just a little warm, you know, while, you know, I'm getting my other stuff together now for y'all, but, you know, y'all ain't gonna forget me. Let me put a little chestnuts roasting on your open fire, and, you know, you know, yeah, I think you should dust that off. I listened to that. That was good. I never complain about chestnuts on an open fire. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Just dust that <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> well, I just want to really, really, really thank you for, um, you know, just being true to yourself. And then when you're true to yourself, it helps other people maybe find some truth that they're looking for. Because um, yeah. no matter, you know, how much we try and, and live our lives um, the way we want to, when you're, you're an artist like you are, um, you are in the public eye, no matter if you want to or, or not. And it, I just yeah. think it's kind of neat to when, when um, uh, people in the public eye have some struggles that they've gone to, to, through and they've come out and said what those were. And it just makes people who are, are also going through similar things not feel alone and also see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that, yeah. you know, and, and life is about that. You know, I don't, I know it's hard to say, it's easier to say than it is to uh, accept it, but 
it is like that. And to me, it's like, it's meant to be that way. It, it's like, you're meant, it's not about what you're going through. It's about how you handle what you're going through. It's about how you come out of what you're going through. That shit is going to happen. Right. When you, all babies need to be brought in the world, open their eyes and somebody say, shit is going to happen. <laughs> That's what should happen. No, I agree. And then that way they are ready for it. You know, it's like when this happens, it's not a matter of like, ah, I didn't see it coming. It's a matter of okay, okay, now I know what I need to do. Right. And that's what we don't have. We don't we don't come in this world with coping skills. We don't come with that. And right. so we need to get those at the earliest possible point in our lives is to learn how to do how to get those coping skills. Cause that's what it's about. It's about how we deal with it and move on. It's not about that it's happening to you. Because it always, always happens to me. Honey, it's going to happen to you, honey. It's going to happen. Well, I, <laughs> and, I think, and, I, and, I think, and I'm glad that I'm able to share my story and everything. Because I, for a number of years, I've had a lot of like, LGBT youth share their stories and their struggles on Facebook with me and stuff. And I haven't really, up to, until this point, been able to be like, well, here's my story. And just so you know, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm grateful. And that's really why... I came out publicly because people that know me know that I'm know that I'm gay, but I decided to make a statement about it because, well, first of all, it slipped out in an interview, and then second of all, I was like, well, I'm going to use this platform to, you know, to inspire and let people know that they don't have to hurt themselves or other people just because they're gay or transgendered or bisexual, whatever it is. I mean, it's just such a thing of the past to look down upon that. I mean, be on the right side of history, understand that our differences make us beautiful, and just embrace it. And that's how I that's how I truly feel. So, I mean, I hope that somewhere in a small little town in Paducah, Kentucky, or Akron, Ohio, that some little kid can be like, you know what, if David can do it, I can totally do it too, and I don't need to feel stuck and have these mental shackles. Oh, That's my piece. <laughs> that was beautiful. So beautiful that we're going to end on that note. <laughs> and <laughs> I want to thank you for being on the show again. And, you know, all but, you know, I wish you nothing but all success. This, this single's really... Uh, this is a good one to come back on or not even come back on, but to, you know, to really put out there and put yourself out there. This is a wonderful song so much Thank so you. that we're actually going to even play out the show with it again. Um, Dude, you're so sweet. So Thank that you. if you didn't catch it early on folks, um, this is, uh, this is beautiful by David Hernandez and he's been on the show with us. And um, I want to wish everybody a happy Labor Day weekend and hopefully you're safe and we'll be back always next Sunday at 12 noon PST. That is not a disease. And we'll see you there. Bye-bye <laughs> now. Thank you, baby. I appreciate you so much. No problem, David. Starting to align I see it passing by And we're slowing down the time Now my love is flashing by All I see is flashing lights Cause you're right here by my side Can you feel it come alive? If this were a love song Would you be mine? Cause I just can't get you off of my mind And I think 